And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the World of Misfits podcast, episode 47. I am your host, Stephanie Barty, and you're going to have to bear with me because this morning I woke up with an end of summer head cold. Now, the last couple of days, um, my husband has been sniffling and snotting and blowing his nose and coughing and you know he's had man cold and I just thought it was allergies it's the change of the season the leaves are changing colors things are drying up and you know allergy season again yay um and then I woke I felt scratchy and, and stuffy the last few days so I've been taking allergy meds, and that seemed to be working. And this morning I woke up and went, oh, no, this is not allergies. This is a cold. I'm not happy. So I took a daytime Benadryl, or a daytime Buckley's, um, and I felt not too bad. We were supposed to go to my brother's for dinner, but I didn't. we didn't want to bring our germs over there and infect everybody because apparently it doesn't take long to spread. Like I said, my husband was sick, started getting showing signs a couple of days ago, and now I'm sick. So you'll have to bear with me. I'm hoping my voice will hold out um, and I don't have too many coughing fits. So that is what's going on in my world right now. And for those of you, I found out today that um, Buckley's isn't something that is common in the United States. I didn't know this. I didn't know it was Canadian. I know it's awful. Um, so Buckley's comes in liquid or like a syrup, thick liquid form or pills. And the liquid, the slogan for the company is, now this isn't a promo for Buckley's, trust me. Um, the slogan for the company is, it tastes awful, but it works. They're not lying. That is absolutely accurate advertising right there in a nutshell. It's bang on correct because this stuff tastes horrid. I mean, absolutely horrid. The best way I can describe it is you take Vicks VapoRub or Raleigh's mentholated rub, anything with camphor, and you melt it to a thick, syrupy liquid, and then you drink it. And that's what it tastes like. It's awful. And I don't think it actually cures the cold. I think it more scares it out of your body. 
your body suddenly decides, that's it, I am not sick anymore because I am not taking any more of that stuff. Nuh-uh. Not happening. And I think the pills work pretty much the same way. You know, you take the pills, your body's going, this is going to work. Because if it doesn't, I have to resort to the liquid and I'm not taking the liquid, so the pills are going to work and I'm not sick. So, yeah, this stuff is, is awful. Awful. I can't tell you how awful it is. It's horrible, horrible. But it works. That's the thing. It works. Um, so I took a, a Buckley's pill today because, um, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I'm just not that brave. I'm really just not that brave. So I took a pill and I felt not too bad for most of the day, but the pill is now wearing off. They're only 12 hours, so it's now wearing off. <clears throat> and of course, you know, we're out of the nighttime ones. So I'm going to push through and persevere and um, hopefully make it through this podcast without coughing my head off or sneezing my head off or anything else. So you have to bear with me. So I don't have any major announcements um, this week pertaining to the World of Myth magazine. The guidelines have been updated. Now, there were some issues, apparently, with the links. And I think we have that ironed out. So, just go to um, www.theworldofmyth.com and click on the submission guidelines so that you can see the new guidelines have been updated. Um, if there still is an issue with the link, just shoot me an email at stephaniebarty at theworldofmyth.com. Let me know or send um, David K. Montoya a message and let him know um, and we can get that fixed. Now, so yeah, we have new submission guidelines. Um, not much in the way of changes, just kind of eliminated some redundancy and took out some things that don't really apply. Like we had a payment section. We don't pay for stories. Um, we don't charge for the magazine, so we don't pay for stories because there's no revenue income for us to have to pay for stories. So <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, and we, we changed a few things, updated a few things, um, made a few things a little clearer that may not have been understood or um, as clear as they could possibly be so that there is no mistakes. And that's about all that we've done in the submission guidelines. Um, I also learned a valuable lesson. I should actually... Being the editor-in-chief, I should go over everything before it is made public. Um, thank you, Chris. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, that was all done. And... Um, I'm going to... Now I'm... See, now that I've made my changes to the magazine... Um, I'm turning my attention now to the podcast. Um, I have gotten quite a lot of 
response to last week's podcast um, with people who want to do a podcast with me. And these are complete strangers to me that have listened to the podcast and have got a hold of me on Facebook and said, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast with you. And I'll, oh, okay. So um, I'll be looking into that and, and checking out the dynamics, how that would work and um, what we would discuss, what we would cover, because I don't do interviews. I'm not an interviewer of people. I chat usually to myself. <laughs> so we'll see how that, how that turns out. Um, and episode 37, so 10 episodes ago, I did a piece on Morgan Le Fay and I was going to do, you know, like myth of the week and it's been 10 episodes and I haven't done another one. I kind of got derailed on that one because there was a specific piece that I was looking for that I wanted to present to you guys to go along with um, the story of Morgan Le Fay, of who she is and who she was and how she ended up being like a spiritual goddess for certain spiritual paths and what her story is and how it differs from this story to that story from Celtic belief to um, English belief and, and so on. And I had this really amazing piece that I wanted to read and I knew it was in my house somewhere. I just couldn't put my hands on it. So it kind of derailed me. Um, not just for that episode, but kind of, I couldn't focus on another mythological being to do another bit of myth podcast. So I, uh, I left it alone. And then, um, uh, but a week shortly after last week's episode, I, oh, maybe it was about a week ago, a week and a half ago, maybe I found the pages I was looking for and um, I, I, I I read through them and I want it, it, it changed what I wanted to do for my bit of myth and I started having some thoughts and ideas on what I wanted to do. And then I had a conversation with Dave. Um, and we were kind of tossing around ideas and I did try and find the website that this piece originally came from. Um, now my copy that I have was printed out in 2003. So this piece could actually be a lot older than that. Um, I'm not sure. I have no idea who wrote it. So if any of you out there happen to recognize it and know who wrote it, let me know. Um, but it changed how I wanted to do that. 
Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you listen to this piece. And then I'm going to tell you what my idea is. So, settle in. Because now it's story time. Hush. You have entered the realm of Morgan Le Fay. It is she who has allowed you this glimpse beyond the mirror. Morgan has been known throughout the centuries and reigns as High Queen within the lands of the Fairy. I have been granted this honor as scribe to her story under the watchful gaze of Merlin. Sit back and listen as you learn of her journey. Pray silence for Morgana, Queen of the Fae. First, I must bid thee welcome, and I wish you well in your travels. But what thoughts does my name conjure for you? Throughout the ages, the fairy have watched in both dismay and delight at what mankind has termed progress. Now is my time to speak. Did Merlin really present the mirror before myself? Nay, it was I who first presented the mirror to him. Such is my ways. Ah, Merlin, my friend. For a long time now I have listened to them live in the past. Our stories shall begin my tale, and perhaps spread light as food to eat. So why must I invite you to stand upon the threshold of the fairy? A sacred place indeed. One reason stands above all others. Tis true, mortals have begun to disbelieve in those who dwell beyond the mirror. This action, amongst others, has upset the balance in nature, and her inner realms. You agree, Merlin, my friend. Although I know with heavy heart, so let my story unfold. Shall we reminisce for a while? When Merlin and I both walked these lands of your mortal world, the veil between our worlds was much thinner. Our paths met first when he cast the dragon's breath upon Uther. Such powerful magic, but simple at the time. Within these realms, how it pales into insignificance with your talents as they stand now. I, at this time, you were moody, Merlin, with your deep, dark humor, and so grand, like a proud father, you stood at Arthur's side. Arthur... The sun came. How my sister despised him! Poor Morgos. Still, like us all, many reincarnations have passed. Morgos. I learned a lot from my sister, as I did from my friend Merlin. Even I, Morgana, High Queen of the Fairy, turned to help Arthur towards the end. But such magic I learned from you both. I was young and foolish during my time in the monastery, in love with the world and all her sense of mystery. How magnificent, I recall, you looked, my friend, with your wisdom and magic. Remember Nimue? Merlin, I shall pass on her soon. It was you, Druid, who enchanted the Enchantress that night at Cornwall's castle. The monastery introduced the Celtic path interwoven with the love of Christianity. Alas, my desire and envy of your powers led me towards Enwin. Desire and love are two powerful emotions. But I understand that is written out elsewhere in this technological new web world, so I will not dwell on it at present. My desire for control over your powers equals my sister's hatred for the Sun King. 
and did not steal the scabbard of Excalibur to harm Arthur. It was my belief if I was to gain the sword, I would inherit more of your magic. Excalibur. Excalibur. What would have happened if I had gained the sword? Still, fate will play his little games. Never did I imagine such light and purity and power could be channeled in this manner. Still, succeed I did in stealing the scabbard, holding the power to heal. And heal it did. So why now have I chosen this medium to speak with the mortal realms? This is simple to answer. After the scabbard was within my grasp, the light held within the scabbard worked within myself. With each touch I gave, the stronger the light grew. Only you, Merlin, as druid, could rival Morgan le Fay in the art of sorcery. Centuries have passed since the days of Camelot, and how we have grown. Now, once again, my tale stands as equally yours, although this time not as an opponent, nay, as a friend and companion. Our tale has been tainted over the heiress for the price of a small profit and selfish gain by narrow-minded beings. "'Tis not much wonder these realms are protected so well, lest once more they cast the same upon us. The scabbard caused I to ask questions of my path. Still, I wondered with amazement as to its design. Those questions invited the light of Lou to shine within my smile. The power I sought through envy and control winced as the light fell upon my soul. Fear. Fear, how strong I cry. I walked in the false knowledge that I was all-powerful, omnipotent even. Still, the scabbard mocked even I and revealed with comfort that I did indeed still fear. Long during that time did I walk as demons played with my soul, casting their spells for pleasure and pain, until that is upon Excalibur I came. To the halls of Lou and Brigid I was led. Deep within the lands of Fairy I sat at their camps and learned of magic far mightier than I could have imagined, long untouched by man with the exception of yourself, Merlin. Although I had sought their fall, called them ill, still they embraced the shivering Morgan le Fay with love and understanding. Alas, my journey to the lands of the She was not a pleasant one. So strong was I steeped in dark sorcery cast. Ay, those devils wished me stay. Long and hard the forces of light and darkness fought over my soul. I sought security within the knowledge I held until I felt it weaken in the face of truth. Yes, Merlin, now I realize and have learned with humility. Alas, in this age I was not wise until, that is, the obstacles were revealed. Humility I encountered as Morgan le Fay in my wild and rebellious youth. Lou and Brigid, amongst others, fought well for the light, and so they should. For are they not the light themselves? And to them I owe a debt of gratitude. Still this I consider unpaid. And to the gentle fairy folk in return for their labors, I now stand as their queen, Fata Morgana, Morgan still walks within my soul, her blood still courses through my veins. But how the stillness has grown, becoming pure, within a once poisoned pool, and hence my magic has also grown. 
most know of myself as daughter of Gorlos and Ygrain, then later as wife to Urians and mother of Owain. But now you know my tale runs far deeper than this, for I have walked the spellbound, spellbound isles of Avalon with Avalok and his druids. Further still, the mighty Morgan and Mordrum, mother of all Celts, their faces I have worn through time itself. I, tis fact, my story runs deep entwined with the fairy and the forests in which knights, kings, queens, and noble people walk. Should I cast blame upon these who sought to blacken my name? Nay, for I trust that they have learned also during their journey through the centuries past, and they have been many. Pass I must, though, on the Cistercian monks. Alas, they sought at this time to follow the path set out before them. But even they could not bind such as I. As now a poet scribes my story, so will others with time be guided with the quill of truth. Through the brotherhood of the Cistercian, I watched the table rise against again in shining glory. So strong and powerful were the Templar knights, righteous in their cause and feared by many. Still, this sacred brotherhood of the sword has watched Aaronrod's wheel in motion, and I trust learned and grown with their contemplation. It is not well to open old wounds such as these. Tis at times best to accept fate's games. But games I played with these shining knights. For forget not I hold the Mordigan's aspect within my magic. No mightier goddess of the battle is there than she. Oh, those mighty, those knightly lords of Arthur's court. Such games we used to play. Sir Bertilac laid a test for Camelot's finest at my bidding. Yes, admittedly, while spellbound, but still a purpose as only one could answer this calling. The tale of the Green Knight has been written elsewhere in these pages, so I shall not pass on this here. But you should know what purpose this ordeal served. For a champion I did seek at the time. Now strong, pure, and true is my nephew Gwaine, who sits proudly and freely by my side, and gladly takes up his mighty sword as guardian and protector to Fata Morgana, High Queen of the Ferry. A test of learning does love hold to transpire over the centuries. "'Tis true, with Guinevere I found envy, but, this came, but with this came knowledge, with wisdom true. "'Aye, Merlin, thy face wears a smile. "'You know of what I speak. "'Sweet Nimway, to your heart was pure. "'Still, children of destiny, were you and I "'through the Lady of the Lake our paths crossed many a time.' As I sought to claim your crown, so Nimue held her own designs, too. By granting you inspiration and strength, nurturing the seeds she had sown, the goddess will reclaim in time the magic she rightfully owns. As I was wayward, so she knew her path, and worked it well with enchantment. Still now, within these fairy realms, walk you both, with memories held dearly between you both. The battle once I almost won, when before Arthur was presented a mantle. Such a gentle nature the Sun King holds, so eager to forgive his words, with kindness laid before his throne in court. Still Nimue foresaw my trickery, and bid the Pendragon to accept the mantle not. For the game we played had still to run, 
on another's shoulders that day it was to be placed. "'Tis this fair lady with whom I now sit, who wore the garment on that day and gained the release of the fairy's flame. Still, such is Nimue's way. Many a tale I could recite. Alas, my muses call from beyond the throne. Now I must tend to these fair lands, but this glimpse was never granted too soon. Return now to your mortal world, and forget not this mirror, nor those who dwell beyond it, as they still aid those who believe. For beyond this gateway, and the many others which exist, are other fair lands, where the sun walks hand in hand with the moon. Okay, so, that's the piece. That is Morgan Le Fay told from her voice, her story, her telling you who she is, where she's from what she's been through. So my idea that came from that piece was that I wanted to do more pieces like that. I wanted to take a mythical character, such as Morgan Le Fay, or Guinevere, or... Um, I'm trying to think of another one. See, I'm kind of stuck in Arthurian legend at the moment. But you understand where I'm going. And I want to tell it from their voice. Which means when I am delving into male characters, I would have to bring in a male to read that story. Uh, but I, you know, am lucky enough to happen to know a few that have really, really good audio voices. But that's my idea. So I'm working on that and bringing that to you. This is just the first one because I want to see what you think. I want to hear your thoughts on what you thought of that piece and how that piece was presented. And would you be interested in hearing more um, from the perspective of the character or the the mythological being that I am happen to be talking about that week. So with that being said, another idea also came up in conversation with, again, Dave. He is the publisher of this podcast, or the producer of this podcast. So I generally run any new ideas that I have by him. Um, he has, you know, been kind enough to give me free reign. So, but I still, out of respect, will run things by him. I won't just kind of spring him in the podcast and go, hey, guess what? This is what we're doing. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes, I will. So I've done that. <laughs> but for the most part, I do talk to him. Anyway, um, starting uh, October. Okay, well, once starting after September's member of the month is announced, the podcast preceding that announcement, and I can't for the life of me right now think of the date that uh, member of the month 
for the month is usually announced because with 15th anniversary, it being on the 6th, dates kind of got all mixed up and, and moved around in my head. And I've had a couple of panic attacks this month and then had to remind myself, no, there isn't an issue coming out on the 24th of September. We've already put September's issue out. The next issue is coming out the 24th of October. Right. Okay. Stop panicking. Um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is after the member of the month has been announced, I am going to read that piece on the podcast that follows that announcement. So like I do the review of the magazine on the podcast that follows the launching of the magazine for that month, then after um, member of the month is announced, I'm going to read their poem or their their story, whatever it is that won. Or if it's a piece of artwork, I am going to discuss that particular piece of artwork. So there you go. That's something else that's new. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Um, you can shoot a message over on, I do believe, the World of Myth Bits on Facebook. We'll take messages. You can send an email um, right from our Facebook page, which is T-W-O-M-B-P. So that's the World of Myth Bits podcast on Facebook. So shoot me a message. Let me know what you think of that idea. Um, also, you can shoot me ideas on the mythological characters that you want me to talk about. If you have written a piece, a short piece, now, I mean short by it no longer than between 10 and 15 minutes to read it. Okay? Um, the one that was just done, I believe, was about 12 minutes long. So keep that in mind. If you have a piece written from the hero's voice, send it to me. Let me have it look at it. Let me try it out. Let me see how it sounds. And I will send you the clip because it is your work. So I want to do the best that I can by your work. And if you're, yeah, no, you stink, you suck. Okay, then I won't do it. But you see what I'm saying? I want my listeners to be as involved in this podcast as they can be. I want you guys to feel invested. This I am doing this for you. I am doing this for your entertainment. I'm not doing this so that I can sit here and you know listen to myself talk for 45 minutes, which I can do without headphones in my ears and my phone recording everything that I say, because I do it all the time. This podcast was started for you guys, for the listeners, to keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of myth, new things that are coming out, um, to entertain you, to add a little more to the magazine than just what you're reading. So that being said, every suggestion, of course, will be taken under advisement. <laughs> and 
I do have final say. So, but yeah, shoot me an email, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B as in Bob, A-R-D as in dog, Y, at theworldofmyth.com. And let me know your thoughts. Tell me how you really feel. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can tell I'm sick. I am completely losing my mind. Having a hot flash right now, so that means I think my fever has broken. Fever has broken. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I may have to keep this short. Like I told you at the beginning, I make no guarantees on the quality. I have a head cold. And when anything is involving my head out, there goes my glasses. Anything that involves my head from the neck up, be it a toothache, an earache, a cold, um, sinuses, eyes, that's my kryptonite. And it takes me out and I get whiny. I haven't whined yet, but it's coming. I'm starting. You can hear it. It's there. That quality, that whiny. I don't want to be think. It's there. Um, I'm trying to keep it together. Because I start my new job tomorrow. Yay, I got a job. It's a part-time job, six-week contract, but that's quite all right. Because I also am starting another job. I'm going to be ghostwriting a couple of things, actually. And I have books to finish. And um, I was sent an email and invited to attend um, a event that is being put together in a town close to me. I'm not saying too much because um, nothing has been confirmed with them yet. They extended an offer and wanted to know my appearance fees and all of that. So I sent all that to them. So we are in negotiations right now. This is an event that is brand new, um, just starting. So once I have more information, once I have more confirmation, I can let you know, this is where I'm going to be. These are the dates. Come see me. Um, I'm also prepping for an event that I have this weekend, this Saturday, which is the 28th um, here in Midland. And it is called, oh, I switched to my Facebook accounts. So, uh, oh, there it is. Haha. <laughs> Marche de Nuit, Midland, which I hope I pronounced that right. Um, it's the Midland Night Market. And I think it's pronounced the Marche de Nuit. I know it's de Nuit because that is the night. And it's loosely translated, it's Market of the Night. And it's the Midland Night Market. I will be there with Lali Napier. And I will be selling my soul. No, I will be selling my books um, autographed. So if you are in the area, if you are from Midland or the surrounding area, Barry, Aurelia, uh, the poor Minical Penetang, Victoria Harbor, Wabashine, Wyville, Elmville, Waverly. <laughs> I think I've covered them all. <laughs> um, come out and see us. We will chit chat. 
We will sign books. We will sell you books. We will make you smile. And it'll be lovely. Um, I really, today, um, especially, I am a little overwhelmed with the sudden abundance of work. Um, I have been struggling since May to find a job, any job, to have an in, a steady income coming in. Because if you're a published author, you know that's not a steady income. You don't do it for paycheck. At least I don't do it for a paycheck. I do know some who do, but that's their prerogative. I have nothing negative to say about that. Anyway, um, as I was saying, I don't do it for a profit. I do it because I have a story to tell. And if I don't tell that story, I'm going to explode. It needs to get out of me to make room for the next story. Because there's always a story. Um, so I, I've been searching since my previous job um, closed because my boss retired and after 20 some odd years of doing what she was doing, I think she just earned the right to retire. She started the business. She worked the business. She was involved in the business every single day. She owned that business. So I think she deserved the right to retire. Um, unfortunately, it put me out of a job. So I've been looking for a job since May and not having much luck because I have all of the skills and qualifications, none of the educational credentials to back them up. Anyway, I got a phone call on, I don't know what day it is today, Friday, Thursday, maybe it was Thursday, from a good friend of mine offering me, hesitantly offering me a job at a six-week contract. Now, I say hesitantly not because I'm not a good worker, I don't put in 100%, but because we are friends. And if this doesn't work out, if I don't, if I'm not a good fit for her company, she doesn't want it to affect our friendship. And I get that. And I reassured her that the hours that I am there working, she is my boss, not my friend. Outside of the office, she is my friend. If it doesn't work, that's not my friend's fault. That's not my fault. It just didn't work. And I move on. But she's still my friend. I've known this woman for 15 years. I'm not going to throw that friendship away just because I didn't fit in her company. It happens. Anyway, so I was excited about that. Woohoo! Yay! I've got a part-time job. I still have time available to do my writing and I can work on my book too because I am contractually obligated for two more books. So I can get book two closer to where I want it to be. 
uh, finished would be great, but right now we're just getting it organized. <laughs> I mean, I have chapters written, but I'd like to be a little farther ahead than where I am. Um, but that was, that was awesome. I had been approached earlier in the week about being a ghostwriter. Um, and I was asked if this person could recommend me for this position. I'm like, sure. I have no problems with that. I love to write. Doesn't matter if my name's on it or somebody else's name is on it. I love to write. Being a ghostwriter is not a bad thing. At all. I'm still writing. It's still my creativity. It's still my story. Their ideas, their specifications, their roadmap to how they want the story to go, but I'm still writing it. So I'm good with that. Especially if they're going to pay me. Didn't hear anything back. Didn't hear anything back. Didn't hear anything back. Well, today I got an email back. And they're sending me over some to have a look at. See if I would be interested in writing this. So I'm, I'm all right. Okay. And then I get this invitation. I, a few days ago, I got this invitation to go to this expo that's being started up and being held um, near me. And they want to pay me to come. Okie dokie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed with the sudden abundance of author, writer type work. I'm very happy about it and going to put on my big girl panties and do it all because this is what I wished for. This is what I hoped for. And they always say, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. And I, this couldn't be closer to the truth. I did get what I wanted. Um, and I'm very pleased with that. So we're getting close to the 45 minute mark here. Um, I'm going to pause for a drink because I'm getting a little, a little pasty because I'm a little thirsty. And my voice is held out and I haven't coughed my head off. So yay, it's, it's a good podcast. So yeah, like I said, shoot me your ideas, what you think about the piece that was presented tonight or today or whenever you happen to be listening to the piece that was presented in the podcast. There we go. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you, how it made you feel. If you would like to hear more like that, more, um, mythical stories told from the hero or the heroine's perspective from their voice. Uh, what else do we touch on? Submission guidelines. Go check those out. If you have an issue, email me. Let me know. And where you can find us. Okay, so we are on Facebook at T-W-O-M-B-P, The World of Myth Bits Podcast. You can also check out our magazine, which is put out once a month on the 24th of every month. And you can check that out at www.theworldofmyth.com. You can find our Facebook page on Facebook at The World of Myth Magazine. And we post memes and GIFs and 
inspirational sayings. We keep you up to date on things that are coming up and what's happening when the guideline, when the, when the deadline is coming up, when the magazine's coming out. We make announcements on who member of the month is. Oh yes. Also with member of the month, let me know how you feel about me reading. Um, oh, well, I'm going to be reading the member of the month, their piece. Um, every month after it's been announced on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at the World of Myth Bits podcast and the World of Myth magazine. Uh, you can find me, little old me, on Facebook at author Stephanie Barty. You can find me on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author and on Twitter at Lupa B. And I think that is it this week. I'm going to wrap this one up and yeah, I want to hear from you. Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com. Send me your thoughts. All right, everybody have a good week and we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. The world of Mitch Bitch.